Welcome to the Balanced, Beautiful, and Abundant Show. My name is Rebecca Whitman, and I'm a success mentor. I believe there are seven pillars of success. Your spiritual life, your physical fitness, your emotional, romantic, mental, social, and finally, your financial life. When you get all seven areas in alignment, you are balanced, beautiful, and abundant. I learned this the hard way. I've always made money. Unfortunately, I spent so much time making money that I never had time for the rest of my life. So, despite not having financial worries, I was never happy. I wanted romance, but I didn't have time to date. I wanted to be in great shape, but I couldn't find a moment to go to the gym. I wanted a more spiritual life, but I didn't meditate. That also takes time. I wanted to read great books and fill my mind with deep thoughts, but I never made the time. I wanted a great social life, not just going to work-related events. Emotionally, I was a wreck because my life was totally out of balance. Today, I earn more money than I ever have in my life, and I work only part-time. I have the relationship of my dreams. I'm in the best physical shape of my life. I'm spiritually grounded. I feel fulfilled mentally, socially, and emotionally. My life is in perfect alignment. This podcast will help you discover where your life is out of balance. My mission is to support you in achieving work-life balance so that you can have more fun and freedom in life. On my show, you will get to learn from experts in all seven areas of abundance. My guests have achieved tremendous success in their zone of genius. Are you ready to go to a level 10 in all seven areas of life? You got this. Stacey Hines, welcome to the Balanced Beautiful Abundance Show. I'm so happy to be here, Rebecca. Thank you so much for having me. It is so (laughs) awesome that we are connecting on Zoom and you're in Jamaica and I'm in Los Angeles. That is so cool. Yes, yes, I love it. I love it. And it's so great to feel energy even when you're not in the same space. I think that's really one of the most powerful things I've been able to experience since COVID is just connecting, really connecting through a virtual medium. Yes. And I can feel that the energy of this interview is going to be magical. So if you're just (laughs) tuning in, make sure you stay for the whole thing. Let me tell you a little bit about Stacey Hines. She is an executive and business coach who went through a life collapse that transformed her. Her teachings are based on the power of intention. She believes the secret behind creating her dream life is connected to choosing how she deliberately focuses her mind. Her book, Five-Year Love Affair, is a five-star rated book on Amazon. So let's get right into it, Stacy. Tell us about how you overcame cancer, mental illness, and divorce, all while raising three young children. Wow. Well, it's been an interesting and challenging and sometimes, you know, it felt defeating journey. Mm -hmm. And um, in, in the midst of all of that, I would say that it has also been quite magical. You know, I've had many moments to marvel at. And ultimately, I really believe that my life collapse was my way of accessing my greatness. 
Mm. Makes sense. And I just want to be clear, guys, like I'm not like thinking I'm the greatest one on earth, right? I mean that not from an ego perspective, but just my authentic power, what's within each of us that we come to earth with that soulful, purposeful space that we occupy inside our bodies. I was really fully able to access that through my challenging life experiences. So right around 2010, um, I was in the midst of going through a separation. Literally, um, it was Christmas Day that I actually asked for a divorce uh, because we were having an argument and it just was, you know, like when you have that kind of straw that breaks your back experience. Yeah, had one of those moments. And at the same time, I was also in the midst of having to relocate um, my company that I was working with. I was a VP at the time, having to relocate them to Canada. And while all of this was going on, you know, my daughter at the time was um, two years old. My youngest was two years old. And I had an almost six-year-old and an 11-year-old son. And... uh, About three months after my initial request for separation, I found out that I was diagnosed with breast cancer. Mm. Um, I was stage two and it was an aggressive cancer. And so they wanted me to have surgery pretty immediately. Like within four weeks, they wanted me to have um, a mastectomy. And um, it was a very shocking kind of experience to get that news you know because like i'm busy over here i got a company to move i got kids to take care of on my own like i don't have time to get sick right yeah um and so i went into that feeling very much like my get it done self you know still not connecting to me and i think it really took me taking significant risks with my health, um, like drinking my pee to stay alive and trying uropathy, you know, and going on herbal drink diets and, and just, just exploring things that I thought were just crazy because I was so afraid of dying, you know? And when I was going through all of that, I just wasn't realizing that every aspect of my life was in change, And not just simple change, but the things that people have one thing happen and they have to get therapy, right? And I had like a mega trifecta happen, you know? So uh, I had to spend some time away from my kids as I was going through my treatment. Um, I was actually, I went back home to Atlanta. So I was in Atlanta for several months working with a a nutritionist um, healer there. And um, he basically cooked for me for several months. I was liquid vegan during that time wow. um, and did that while I was doing my radiation treatment. And I opted out of chemotherapy because I was just deathly afraid of all of the side effects. Um, don't think I was prepared for the side effects of radiation, though, even those those showed up later on. But um, during that time, I really started to tap into who I was truly, you know, like I started to ask myself the question, what am I doing here? Yeah. Um, What is all of this for all of this work and all of this, the different goals and tasks that I'm taking on, what is all of it for? And many times the answer came back to, you know, my kids 
and wanting to do and be and give for them. It, it took me a couple years to really tap into needing to be doing life for myself, mm-hmm. you know? And wow. so um, all of the different changes is eventually led me into um, a state of clinical depression and anxiety. And I had to, well, I didn't seek help on my own, actually. How that part of things came in is my, one of my doctors, because, you know, when you sick with cancer, you have all these different kinds of doctors. One of my doctors one day just gave me a referral and said, you know, I think you need to see this doctor. And I was like, well, it's just to talk to, you know, to make sure that you're doing okay. And when I showed up for the appointment, she, she was like, well, you know, um, I'm, I'm a psychiatrist and, and, and I'm here to assess whether or not we are going to be putting you in the psych ward or putting you on medication. Wow. And I was like, what? I said, no, lady. This is the wrong person you have. This is no, I think wrong appointment, wrong, you know. And um, <laughs> so essentially, I guess I had been showing signs, you know, maybe they know what questions to ask and I just wasn't aware. Uh, but I was showing signs that I needed to be seeing a psychiatrist. And after the first conversation, you know, I, I, I shared with her that I really thought we could a- approach the old school method. Let's just not, let's try the Freudian way. Let's talk it out. (laughs) And if you're not seeing any progress, then we can explore, you know, medication. Um, Eventually I did have to take some pills specifically because I wasn't sleeping. And so my healing was actually taking longer. I thought it was a badge of honor not sleeping. You know, I'm working hard. Right. But um, I quickly learned that sleep was actually really essential to my healing, both for my physical health and my mental health. Mm-hmm. And uh, it took me about, um, I would say, five years to really step from. So between 2010 and 2015, I really started to do the work of getting to know me and, um, and determining, you know, how do I want to show up in this world? And out of that journey, I landed into, okay, well, let's, let's write this story. You know, let's, let's do the five-year love affair thing and make, make it available to other women who may be out there struggling and suffering and not having the conversation. Cause we don't always talk about this stuff, which we really need to, you know? And, um, and that led to lots of other things. Now my wellness company and just the products that are coming out of that. So yeah, that's, that's how we're here. <laughs> that is quite a story. Yes. So how can women go from, you know, just getting by, you know, on the grind, wearing exhaustion as a badge of honor, like you said, to feeling the joy of life that you describe in your book? What are some quick hacks for them to go to, like, change paradigms? Yeah. Oh, I love quick hacks. I talk about hacks all the time. Um, and one of the first things that I would say is a quick hack is – setting up yourself every day for your day. And I know people talk about morning routines. If you're following any kind of coaching program, you're talking to Rebecca, you know that morning routines are a thing. But guys, let me tell you, if, it's, if no other hack is the simplest and the most scientifically proven to work, it is resetting yourself every morning. That's the first one. And it doesn't have to be, you know, sitting in meditation for half an hour and then working out for another hour and then, because we get panicked about, oh my God, all the time, right? right? You can literally start off with five minutes of being quiet. So when you wake up, don't pick up the phone. Even if your alarm is on your phone, hit stop, 
don't pick it up. <laughs> Go into quiet mode, right, for yourself. Your thoughts are going to immediately start racing to what they remember. And usually it's like the crap from the day before, right? Yeah. So it's going to immediately start racing to that. And you can then in that moment set your intention for the day ahead. Whether it is, you know, you have a thought that you self-create, you know, you say, I need a positive intention for the day. It could be ease. It could be peace of mind. It could be just, you know, effortlessness, or it could even be productivity. You know, whatever you're feeling in your gut, because you've just woken up, you'll be pulling from the space that allows you to create first, right? Um, and of course, um, my intention cards are a, a great way to have that process, right? So I have these intention cards that are daily affirmation cards for women. And what I do is I say, pull a card every morning. You can't bother to be silent. No problem. Just roll over. And even if you don't have intention cards, get affirmation cards. Yeah. You know, if you have a book of quotes, whatever, just pull on something. One thing that I'm doing now, which is also a great hack, I actually have something pasted on my ceiling. Oh, that's awesome. Okay. So when I wake up in the morning, when I open my eyes, that's the first thing I say. say. Well, right now it's actually about money. So it's... Okay. it's it's, it's about creating epic abundance. Yes. So every day is create epic abundance, right? You open your eyes. It's on your ceiling. Yeah, it's right there. And before I go to my bed at night, it's right there. And so what that does for me is it helps me with even before I go to sleep. It's like, you know, okay, this is where you want your mindset to be, you know, like that. Um, so that's, so that's like maybe two hats, you know, rolled all up. into. But that morning, that setting up yourself is really key. Another hack that I have for pivoting in the middle of your day, because that's usually when, you know, stuff just goes downhill, right? You right. kind of maybe have read that email or gotten that phone call or had that interaction with that colleague or work from home with the kids running crazy, right? Yeah. Um, is to take a nap. Oh, I love naps. <laughs> naps and sleep are the best. Take a nap. You know Why? Because taking a nap is like your natural reset. It's literally like you get to start over, do over. You get to start over and, and think about, you know, resetting that same scientific process, guys. You know, like it, it works, nonstop works. And there are other things you can do, you know, like write things on, your, um, on your, your mirror in your bathroom. So when you go into your bathroom, you have reminders. My thing is, guys... The way hacks work is they have to interrupt your natural way of being, your natural way of thinking. Mm. Otherwise, it's not a hack. If it's something you have to actually try to do, it's not a hack, right? You want interruptive things that are going to steer you in a positive direction because otherwise your brain is programmed to do certain things, think certain things whenever stuff happens, right? Yeah, I agree. I mean, as you know, science has proven our brain is full of highways. And there's some highways that are just like eight lane, pave, rest stops every five feet. Those are some old negative habits. And if we want to repave new highways, we have to literally pull the car off that, you know, 
you know, finally the one, the road that gets all the action and say, no, we're going to, we're going to look up at the ceiling today and manifest epic abundance. So yes. I love it. It's an interruption. That's a great distinction. So <laughs> who is a balanced lady boss? Tell us about your avatar. Oh my gosh. My balance. I love my avatar. Right. And I, I believe I, actually did quite a bit of work. I actually did a workshop where we did a whole meditation around identifying your soul client. And so Balanced Lady Boss emerged out of this experience of really getting clear on who it was. At first, I thought she was me. And in many ways, um, she kind of is. You know, I wanted to create uh, a, a way to a change mission of sorts to support women who were experiencing a similar type of life the way I was experiencing it. Mm -hmm. So my balanced lady boss is a woman who is high performer, goal achieving or goal striving person who is on a path to success. And that can look like anything from, you know, being a boss mom and, you know, running a side hustle or just boss momming it, trying to navigate the space that you're in with your, your family um, to a founder of a startup in the space of being an entrepreneur, a female entrepreneur where the percentages are so low for our success mm -hmm. um, all the way to an executive, a C-suite executive uh, who has either her own company or that's already thriving or is working in a high performance, high expectation that is seeking ways to achieve success while avoiding overwhelm, sickness, and toxic relationships. Oh, I like that. Yes. <laughs> what are they trying to avoid? Overwhelm, sickness, sickness, and toxic relationships. Those, yes. I have had experience with all of them, and I'm not going back. So that, that's beautiful to help women get away from those. Yeah. So what does it mean to you? I know you just said you work with a lot of leaders, founders, and C-suite executives. What does it mean to you to lead with intention? Mm. So the concept of intention, I think we should start with that, right? The concept of intention is something I became more intimately um, involved with when I read Oprah's book, What I Know For Sure. Mm. And that book, it was really a compilation of several articles from the O Magazine. And in it, she talks about her experience of intention, which came through a relationship with Gary Zukav and his book, Seed of the Soul. So she fell in love with the concept of intention, which is essentially the why behind your why. It's that subconscious thing that drives your thoughts and your actions, your words, your language, like all of it. It is the subconscious thing that drives all of that. And so she actually attributes discovering the power of intention to her success because she came to know it in 1985 and she feels she changed her show at that point and she really feels that that is when she took a turn towards the epic success that she became and even now with own and all of that she attributes that to the basis of intentioning right 
And so I read this book and I just got slightly obsessed with the concept of intentioning. And I, I really understood that I am the creator of my life experience. And I do that through really being clear around what my subconscious is intending for myself every single day. And the more aware, the more self-aware I become about what I'm intending the more I can focus that energy in a particular direction. Most times when we want something, right, we, act, we, we actually think about what we don't want. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I want, I want love. You know, Valentine's Day is coming up. I, I really want to have an epic love experience. I want the most romantic partner. I want, you know, that's what you want. And you start with that. But then in the next couple of minutes, it's like, I really don't want him to be, you know, broke, or I really don't want him to not be able to take care of me and kids. I really don't want him to be lazy. Oh gosh, I don't want him to be abusive. Uh, You know, and so that's how our brains just start to protect us almost from what we intend. And then we end up focusing on the things we don't want, which become the intention. And then you attract to your life what you're actually intending versus what the original intention was. Does that make sense? Yeah, because women are like, oh, I don't want to get my heart broken again. I don't want to go out with another narcissist. And then they get another narcissist and they get their heart broken again. And they don't know, why do I keep attracting the same guy? I'm so clear on what I want. But then the second tape is they think about what they don't want. So how do they shift? How do they get rid of the, I don't want and and turn those into what I want? Yeah. So it is, it is. So that's where it comes in. When you talk about what does leading with intention mean? Leading with intention is taking every area of your life and being aware Mm -hmm. of when you are choosing to focus on what you don't want or the things that don't make you feel good versus focusing on what you do want. So it does take some practice, but you can also be intentional about being well-intentioned, right? So leading with intention is if you're taking it, so we focus on three areas in the, in the Balanced Lady Boss um, program. We focus on boardroom, bedroom, and bliss, right? So if you're being intentional and leading with intention in the boardroom, then you're not just going to start your day without you know, looking at your calendar to see what's coming up. And then setting your mind around what you want for the day. Most times I used to just roll out of bed and be like, okay, this is what I have going on today. (laughs) And you know, you're on the email and you're on the messages, right? No, you have the opportunity and the ability. It's your life. You can create space for yourself to intend the day you want to have, to set the intention around. I want to be on purpose with my progress today. And, and you can feel that in your gut, you know, you can actually feel it. And what that means is, you know, I want to be on time for my meetings. I want to be prepared for my meetings. And surprisingly, you'll start to attract that kind of experience into your day. And you can do something that um, Abraham Hicks calls segment intending. I love that. Yes, I was going <laughs> to ask you if you segment intent all day or just have a general yeah. overall intention for your day. Yes, yeah. Talk about segment intending. That's yeah, powerful. so you can segment intent. So for instance, I'm coming on to have this experience with you, you know, right before I connect, I'm like, Ooh, you know, I want to have a really vibesy conversation with Rebecca today. And I, that's my intention, right? And I don't have enough time 
to start thinking about all the things that could go wrong with, with Facebook and Zoom and all the rest of the stuff. I, I don't have time for that because I've already set an intention about having a vibesy experience, yes. right? So you can, before you step into a room where you have an interview or where you have a difficult client or you have to let go of a colleague, you can literally choose in the moment before that next segment where you're interacting with other people, this is how you want that experience to be for you. Yes. Yes. I love it. Yeah. So let's talk about, I love, let's go back to those three sexy things. So (laughs) women can be a balanced lady boss in the bedroom, the boardroom and in their bliss. So I understand the boardroom. That's boring. How can they, how can they be about, this is uh, R rated now. So if your children are listening, you know, put something over their ears. We're going to R rating. Yeah. How can they be a balanced lady boss in the bedroom? I'm curious. Oh my gosh. Yes. And I'm so excited about that because we're actually focusing quite a bit on bedroom this month in February. (laughs) Um, (laughs) So in the bedroom, it's all about seeking to, really have a delicious, satisfying experience with your love partner. Mm-hmm. Now, bedroom does actually cover all intimate relationships. Mm-hmm. So intimate relationships with the love partner, intimate relationship with your children. So anything that, you know, people talk about conversations you have in the bedroom where you don't have anywhere else, right? It's right. your most vulnerable space. You talk about your body, you know, and how you want your body to feel and the experience you want your body to have and really allowing yourself to access satisfaction at every single level, all from your mind, your soul, physically, and everything in between. It's the space where we really get clear on what you desire to have in your love partnership. It's all about the sex and making sure you are actually having satisfying sex. I didn't realize how many women in my avatar either aren't having sex. If they're having it, it's more obligatory than pleasure, mm-hmm. right? And definitely not even in- introducing um, having sex with themselves. So I did a whole podcast episode on um, with us, the CEO of a, um, a chain of um, sexual wellness stores called Lovers. And we were talking about masturbation and about that being, you know, the way that women relate to themselves sexually is the ultimate truth, you know, because, because it's, it's where you are most secretive, you know? So bedroom focuses on bringing out the best for yourself in that entire space. And it's my favorite space in the entire series. That is beautiful. <laughs> so do you tell your clients to wear lingerie? Oh my gosh. Like, hello. We're, of course. <laughs> like, I mean, wear your lingerie, like feel pretty every single day, every single opportunity you get, be sexy for yourself. You know, like just that whole concept of sexual and sensual energy being a great thing for you to use to boost your productivity. Let me tell you, girl, we get like, yeah. It's, there's a whole lot. You can wear lingerie, whether you have a Valentine or not, you can do it just to hang out in the bedroom and feel sexy and, you know, get in touch with your own bad self. Yes. Let's talk about bliss. Okay. So become a balanced lady boss in the area of bliss. And how is that different than the bedroom? Yes. So bliss is actually everything that has to do with lifestyle. So that's where your health and wellness comes in. 
So we talk about everything that has to do with self-love and self-care and finding your bliss. Like what is it that allows you to access this space where you literally feel blissful, even if it's in a five-minute window? You know, for some people, like I remember watching an interview with Oprah where she talked about creating bliss for herself. She didn't use the word bliss, but she has a four o'clock thing that she does every day where she drinks chai tea lattes. And that for her, it like literally gives her a complete escape and a reset. It may take her like 15 minutes, but that's a bliss moment. And I'm sure that by allowing that little bit of space, she's also in her mind creating access to more creativity and allowing more you know, productivity to arise in her. So bliss is everything to do with those moments, whether it's a spa day or a bath. Like, I just need a bubble bath. Just, five, just give me some time in the bathtub. When you have children, having a bath is like a, a blessing, okay? <laughs> Whether it's that or it's something more focused like, you know, your fitness regime or if you're doing, you know, um, yoga. Like, I'm a yogi. I love my yoga and I'm not doing Pilates. So, you know, it's, it's that stuff as well, allowing you to access your bliss, and we're actually working on doing a retreat, a bliss retreat um, for the Balanced Lady Boss community here um, in Jamaica at the end of the year. Um, despite COVID, we're going to do a small gathering just so that women can learn to access their bliss. Because for so many of us, we're just like going, you know, and we don't know how to tap into that part of us that is yearning for an escape just wanting, thirsty for relax and retreat, you know? So we're going to do something around that, yeah. Well, God willing, we'll all be vaccinated by the end of the year, right? I mean, I'm planning to get married on December 21st, so I am hoping that everybody's vaccinated and can come to my wedding on 12-21-21. So I'm super excited about that. So what does conscious leadership look like to you? Oh, conscious leadership. So conscious leadership is actually one of the methodologies that I use in my corporate training programs. And also when I'm working with a leadership person, like a leadership executive, it's one of the the principles that I teach. And conscious leadership for me is really about leading from a place of self-awareness and intentioning. Um, It allows you to truly access your zone of genius, you know, what you're really, really good at, the place where you play at work that keeps you lit up, you know, keeps you passion filled and feeling um, innovative and on purpose while you're at work. You know, you don't, it doesn't have to be, oh, this is work. And then you have a hobby that makes you feel good. You can have that experience in your work life. And conscious leadership is um, a way to teach yourself or to learn principles to allow you to access that on a more consistent basis. Yeah. That's beautiful. So what if a woman is the CEO or a manager and she absolutely hates her job? Do you teach her how to find her happiness at work or do you tell her to start a passion project on as her side hustle that she can actually find her passion and her bliss in life in that side project. Yeah. Well, actually what happens is we, we learn first how to find your passion mm-hmm. because a lot of times when we're miserable at work, cause I've been through the miserable at work and it's really about you. Right. Right. So 
<laughs> so sometimes you, you're miserable at work because it's really hard for you to identify what is your passion space. Where am I leading from intuition and, and, and joy, right? And so we focus on that first, and then we determine whether or not you're able to access it at work or if you really need something on the side to access it, or maybe you need a different job altogether, mm-hmm. right? And then we create a roadmap now for how to get to that place of um, accessing passion, whether in this job, another one, or with a passion project. I love that work and play don't have to be separate. You no, can play at work. Yes. You can actually have fun. And I think being playful is so high vibe and it's, yes. it creates a lot of abundance because people, clients, customers, they're attracted to that playful, fun energy. Yeah. And it actually is something that's really underrated. And I think because of more traditional leadership training, like when you go to Harvard, or uh, Columbia, you're not learning about play in the boardroom, right? So they don't really teach you about being in business school. They teach you about doing. And so the Balanced Lady Boss program is really a lot around that beingness side, you know? So we take you out of the human doing and put you more in the human being space. And that allows you to access play and allows you to access passion and purpose and creativity, which, by the way, your whole creativity space is connected to your sacral chakra, which is all about that sexual energy side of you. So if you're disconnecting that from yourself completely, then it's going to be even more challenging to access play when you're at work because you're making it be two separate things, right? So how are money and sex connected in your opinion? <laughs> well, interestingly, since we, are, are, since we did shift to R rated, we might as well stay there and earn our rating. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, actually, how I view it is that um, sexual energy or love energy, if we take it up a level, and money energy kind of have a similar type of flow, mm-hmm. right? It is understanding that it is energetic first. People still see money as very much a tangible thing first. That was one of the areas that I had to work the hardest in is really separating myself from a scarcity mentality because it was through accessing more abundance energy that I was able to access more love and more pleasure in the space of sex and, you know, and my sexual experiences. So money is the same thing. If you are able to open yourself up to the abundance that exists outside of the tangible thing, Mm -hmm. you will then be able to have more flow. It's the whole thing. Our whole, all of it is about flow, right? You know, great comes when you're in flow. That's how women work, you know? It's about being in flow state and not resisting and trusting, trusting the divine goodness of the universe. Absolutely. This is the last question. What does it mean operating in your zone of genius? Oh, gosh. I love zone of genius. Um, So I did mention it a little bit briefly, but you essentially have four zones that you operate in. And uh, the more you connect to the conscious part of yourself, the higher you are in your zones. So let's start at the base. So at the lowest level is your zone of incompetence. This is where you just feel like you don't, you haven't got a clue. You're not sure. You're not good enough. 
you have no confidence or assertiveness. You just, you know, that I suck in this space. And you feel it, you kind of know it, you know, everything that you do shows up that way, etc. Then you have your zone of competence. And this is where maybe you went to school and you learned it. You know, like sometimes you go to school for tech and you took a finance class. So yeah, I get the basics. I understand the basic things I'm supposed to understand. But you wouldn't necessarily want to spend your day doing that job, mm-hmm. right? So you understand it, you're competent, but it's not necessarily where you shine. Mm-hmm. Then you have your zone of excellence. And your zone of excellence is oftentimes where people actually um, mistake excellence for genius because that's where you rock. And for many persons, they've, they've actually gone into careers that are aligned with their excellence. Mm-hmm. And then they find their genius and they're like, oh, my God, how do I leave being a doctor to go making candy? You know, <laughs> <laughs> like that's what it is. But your zone of excellence a lot of times is what you've gone to school for. Maybe you have a master's or a PhD degree and maybe that's what's gotten you promoted a gazillion times. You're earning a great deal of money for it. And on some level, it gives you great pleasure. But your zone of genius, you literally could do this in your sleep. They don't even have to pay you. It is where you are high-flying, feeling like magic happens when you touch this particular thing. And interestingly enough, my zone of excellence was always tech and then became marketing and then became strategy. But my zone of genius is epic intentions. It's all things cards and affirmation setting. And I'm working on a journal now. And it's just, it's all things, all things balanced lady boss is where my genius lies. So you guys, what you should do is you should write down the four zones and then see where you feel you're spending most of your time in work, which one of those zones it falls into. And if you can, when you, when you look at zone of genius, Think about what the things that you do that bring you joy at a level so deep that you can literally feel your heart swelling when you're in that space. Write those things down and find ways to do more of that. What if your zone of genius doesn't bring in money? Then you create a business around it or how do you work that yeah. in? Yeah, so that's actually what I'm in the process of doing now. And, um, and what, what I find is that a lot of people with coaching Oftentimes, it's in their zone of genius, right? And so what happens is you start off by just adding value and supporting other people because it's a passion product. So you're not going to feel like it's robbing you of anything, right? And then you see where you're getting asked to do more and more. Where are people reaching out to you, pulling on you, calling you? And you start to attach a value to that, Right. It can be a value for your service or like me, you can actually build a product that goes along with it and, you know, sell it. You could write a book about your zone of genius. If you don't necessarily want to make it, um, you know, like something you you attach money to write a book about it, self publish it on Amazon and promote that, you know? So yeah, lots of ways. So what time is it right now in Jamaica? Um, It's um, 5.52. In the afternoon. Yes. All right. Well, I am so happy you called in from Jamaica, Stacey, Balance Lady Boss. How can people stay in touch with you and learn more about these amazing teachings you just shared? 
Oh, I'm so happy to share that. Thank you. So I am on Facebook at um, I am Stacy Hines, and I'm also on Instagram at I am Stacy Hines as well. And definitely you want to check out my Instagram because I have in my link tree, I have links to my Epic Intention cards, as well as um, my podcast. You can listen to on anywhere podcasts are heard, Apple, Google, Stitcher, Spotify, The Balanced Lady Boss Show. So yeah, definitely keep in touch. And I am so excited to be on your podcast. Yay. Yes. <laughs> All right. Well, if you're listening to this and you're on Facebook, tag a friend, share it on someone's wall. If you're listening to the podcast, rate, review, subscribe, share the link of the podcast with a friend. There were so many incredible nuggets and hacks and tips and tools that Stacy shared with you. So if you know anybody that needs some support, that's burned out, that could benefit by the power of intention, that could benefit from bliss in the bedroom. I mean, come on. Who doesn't want more bliss in the bedroom? Share this wonderful podcast interview with Miss Stacy Hines. And thank you again, Stacy, for being on the Balanced, Beautiful, Abundant show. And we will see you guys next time with another amazing expert. Thanks, Stacy Hines. Thank you. Who says you can't have it all? I'm proof that you can. You just have to put your life into balance. Too much of anything, money, fitness, socializing, can overtake your life. When all seven aspects of your life work in harmony, you will achieve the balanced, beautiful, and abundant life you've always dreamed of. Please subscribe to hear more inspiring interviews. Is there someone you know who could benefit from this podcast? Please share this podcast with them please review this podcast. Your feedback will help me target your needs and plan for upcoming shows that answer your questions and feature guest speakers that can make a big difference in your life. Follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Rebecca E. Whitman. Feel free to DM me to book a free balance assessment call. And don't forget, stay balanced, beautiful, and abundant.